0: Hey, gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shop's here, too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak Network.
1: Visit geeksotospeak.com for our full podcast lineup.
0: Welcome to level five of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, where three vidiots talk all things video games and video game news. I'm your co-host with the most wonder, Rob, coming at you live, well semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my bestest buds in the whole wide world. First up, say hello to Vactor. Aw, oh, Yeah! and then say hello double hello to the always angry jeff w hola (laughs) if you're not already subscribed to the sandbox gamers podcast do yourself a favor and do us a favor go ahead and subscribe why don't you because every little bit counts we're a small video game podcast spun off from the geek so to speak podcast network and again every like every subscribe every share Goes a long way at this point, so we greatly appreciate it. And while you're at it, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us at Sandbox Gamer Pod. That's Sandbox Gamer singular Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. The Sandbox Gamers. I figured I would try to make it as confusing as possible uh-huh. when it comes to finding <laughs> finding us out there because <laughs> there were there was more than one Sandbox Gamer tags what? when I was out there setting all this up. Mm. Don't worry. I sent them a cease and desist. So we and worst case scenario, guys, we'll have Shaf, the co-founder of Geek, so to speak, yeah. go to their doors and poopoo on their welcome mat. <laughs> all right. So we are your source for all things video games. And just in case you're new here, we like to talk video game news, all the latest video game news from the previous week, and then we have nice, lighthearted discussions about the games we've been playing this week. However. This week is just a little different because we're changing up the release schedule. We were releasing on Fridays, but now we're going to be releasing on Mondays or Tuesdays, depending on when we record. So time between last episode and this episode, we didn't have a whole heck of a lot of time. So there's not new to report in terms of what we've been playing. But be sure to tune in next week for our video game review of Tunic, which is what most of us have been playing this week amongst other things
1: oh, yeah everything
0: else is going to be the same and while you're at it last bit of bookkeeping boys before we get into all the good stuff if you want to leave us a review on apple podcasts or on spotify go ahead and do it spotify lets you leave a five-star review apple podcast lets you leave a five-star review and apple podcast lets you leave us an actual review and we did get a new one this week boys I'm gonna, oh, take, hmm. I'm gonna take a second to just shout this person out. This this kind person who just happened to find us. This comes from I Am the Shoff. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Sounds familiar, but I don't think mm. we know him. He mm. says, so I stumbled upon this podcast. Huh. <laughs> and good golly, Miss Molly, this podcast is incredible. I may be a filthy casual when it comes to gaming, but I know <laughs> great gamer discussions when I hear them. From here on out, this is the only, and he had that all, in all caps, the only mm. video game podcast I'm going to listen to, because it's the best. I think he meant the best. Mm-hmm. Three super knowledgeable dudes. And the best part, Jeff W. sounds like Dave Franco looks. <laughs> <laughs> Great work, gents. Keep it bulbous. Thank you for the five-star review, Shof. I wonder how, oh, how, you stumbled upon our podcast. Mm-hmm. That's, However, you ended up stumbling. The joke being, everybody, is that Schaff is Vactor and I's co-host on Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. So he's being supportive. We appreciate it. But if you want to leave a real review, if you actually stumbled upon us, then by all means, shout us out. Okay. Now that all that's out of the way, gents. Oh, I lied. I said we were going to dive straight into the news, but we always have our introductory topic just to get to know us a little better because we are a brand new podcast and we want you to get to know us. And Vactors suggested introductory topic this week, probably the most relevant question on anybody's mind who loves video games. First and foremost, and we'll start with Jeff. Jeff, what is your favorite breakfast cereal? Hmm.
2: Yeah, you know. People are dying, things are happening in the world, and uh, this says a
1: lot about a man.
2: Here we are. What his Uh,
1: favorite breakfast
2: cereal is. Uh, I mean, you know, here, this is a loaded question because Vactor is just like a cereal guy, so he's setting this up to be some bullshit, which is what (laughs) I don't like. So it's already, he's already got his mindset on some I don't know what you're talking about, stupid cereal. I you know what I mean and like so here, here let me be let's, let's let me just, just break down to my to know hand. you better we want to know what you like to eat Jim. We'll sit back so it's so first off mine would be Lucky Charms there is no other one better than that for me <laughs> but the problem is is I only eat cereal once every like six months yeah. I don't eat cereal regularly you know what I mean it's I don't, number one I don't really eat breakfast a lot but also well, what about I'm growing just, up just not in the mood um yeah Lucky Charms I mean everything else is doo-doo.
1: As a matter of fact,
2: my wife just Just...
1: made some Rice Krispie Treats, but they're all Lucky Charms. Maybe maybe Jeff Hmm. would like to try some of that.
0: Did they have the marshmallows? Yes. Ooh,
2: Ooh, marshmallow. I was... um, Vector, you... How much... Forget what your favorite is. I just want you to explain how much cereal you eat. It's almost gross. I don't think... (laughs)
1: There's anything wrong Mm -hmm. with having cereal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's no, there's nothing wrong. The other day I had nine bowls. There's nothing wrong
2: with Mm -hmm. having breakfast cereal. Yeah, you're out of your mind. I wish it was a joke. I'm not even
0: kidding. (laughs) How big are those bowls?
2: Normal bowls, normal size. It'll be like I remember. There's like there's we had like gaming sessions where it's like nine nine thirty at night, and this guy's taken off to go get like a bowl of cereal. Yeah, like a, like a there's psychopath. no
1: time limit on when you can enjoy a bowl of cereal. The
2: amount of the amount of cereal <laughs> you eat is like uh, somebody who doesn't like music, like you just don't trust them. You know what I mean? No. If you don't like any music, you're a, you're a you don't like
1: Seinfeld, Jeff. Remember on Seinfeld, he had all the breakfast cereals in the background, just like his. Superman obsession. He was obsessed with breakfast cereals. That that yeah. means you can trust him.
2: I mean, I guess. <laughs> or it means he was friends with the racists.
0: Anyway, just keep going. <laughs> oh, I wow. used to
2: like.
1: I used to like Lucky Charms <laughs> a lot. That used to be my favorite when I was a kid. Specifically for the marshmallows, mm-hmm. I would pick out the non-marshmallow pieces and just eat the marshmallows
2: as a kid. Wow, you wouldn't even eat like the the grain. Okay. <laughs> So let me guess. Let me let me. Can I take a stab at what your favorite? Just my current favorite.
1: Uh huh.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll just go with any favorite. Um, you seem like a fruity pebbles type of douche.
1: A hundred percent. Fruity Pebbles is my current favorite cereal Mm. Mm. because when I was a kid, it's fluctuated. There's been many different. You know, sometimes it's cinnamon toast crunch. Sometimes it's Captain Crunch. And every time. The crunch turns into the soggy. I like the soggy. It makes it good. We had a friend, Black Moon, on Xbox Live, Mm. who he liked the cereal to cut the roof of your mouth. He said he liked it so dry that it would cut the roof of your mouth. And I said, I'm the exact opposite. When I was a kid, the enemy of Captain Crunch was the soggies. This was on the commercial. They were the milk, like they were made of milk. Their whole thing was to get you out of your mind. (laughs) Captain Crunch soggy, right? This guy remembers cereal commercials. I wanted the soggies to win. I wanted them to get the Captain Crunch because I like it soggy. I would leave it in the milk, leave Uh it, set it for a couple, set it and forget it, come back in 20 minutes. It was, and I could just drink it. It was like a milkshake. It's warm. It's great. You should try it, Jeff. Try it.
2: It's like eating sewage.
1: But uh, Fruity Pebbles, I'm the same way. I like it to be nice and mushy. No crunch here, Jeff. You seem like fix nice. guy. <laughs> and uh, Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles. Um, Cocoa Puffs. What was the other one? Fruity Pebbles. Cocoa oh. Pebbles. Cocoa uh. Puffs. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of those were my favorites, but my current one right now is Fruity Pebbles. And I've had also a renaissance with these where I've discovered them in ice cream flavor and in milkshake flavor at a couple of the local ice cream places around here. So whenever I see, mm-hmm. and even on Instagram, whenever I see some type of ice cream with a cereal flavor, you know I'm buying it. You mm-hmm. know it's getting bought and it's getting eaten and consumed by me.
2: You know, I did have that Lucky Charms one. Man, we were just you know steamrolling Rob right here. but That's all I, right. It's all right. <laughs> I had that Lucky Charms shit. Uh, ice cream and it was yes. terrible god that was so hard to eat i hated that it's See, like
1: the i the idea is the ice cream is like the milk so the flavors will combine yeah but you just need be...
2: something to break up like i can't eat all marshmallows in that like a lucky charms mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like i need something to break it up it's like i need you know the salt that, to the sugar you know
1: right well that was also um how they did the captain crunch With the Crunch Berries, because when I was a kid, I always liked the Crunch Berries. And then they came out with the Oops All Berries, where it was all Crunch Berries, and there was no Captain Crunch. But then, you start to miss the delicacies of, like you said... The the individual pieces Why are we and the talking combination about of <laughs> the two, the Crunchberry and the Captain Crunch. You have to get the two corn pieces together. And actually, oh. if you're interested in Breakfast Series, he there's goes. a great documentary on Kellogg's and how the cornflake. Now, this is I'm surprised Jeff said Lucky Charms, because he looks like a cornflake to me. He looks like uh-huh. the type of guy that, you know, they originally invented cornflakes. To stop people from masturbating, this is true. This is a true story to stop people and get their minds off of being horny and masturbating all the time. So, Captain, the guy that made Kellogg's, he said, I need something to slow them down, to not excite them, to not have them like Shaw playing Elden Ring, to not get them, you know, really excited. (laughs) So, that is the story behind cornflakes, Rob. And then later we added the sugar and made it the frosted
2: flakes. You I look like that the story. Golden Crisp Bear.
1: That I loved I love the Golden Crisp yeah. when I was if when I was
2: be, that's Sugar Bear. Your mouth too. As a
1: matter of fact, uh-huh. this is old. This goes back. This is a little vector history 101 boys. So a previous girlfriend of mine used to call me Sugar Bear. Oh my god. Can't get enough <laughs> of those golden crisps.
2: All right, we gotta get out of this Rob just go ahead and just
1: Rob what's your favorite out. cereal of all time
0: Raisin Bran Okay so let's right, get yeah, going let's
1: get... <laughs> <laughs> Raisin Bran When I was growing up Rob yeah uh,
0: The whole point
1: it. is What type of man are you Rob That's what these questions are all about They're trying to get down to your psyche Because you know when I worked at PayPal We used to go around and say Alright What's your, there was all kind of questions to get to know you. And so my question to people was, what's your five favorite movies you would bring on a desert island with you? And by those five movies, I could tell what type of person they were. That's what these questions are all about. If Jeff is a Lucky Charms man, that says something about him. If Rob is a Raisin brand, that says something about him. Mm.
0: So I like to get the Raisin brand, get two scoops of sugar, put it in there. Mix it, eat it, and the
1: Kellogg's raisin brand, not the post raisin brand. The oh Kellogg's raisin
0: brand,
2: God, you know, can we e- see, eject
0: Jeff's a, eject. the, eject.
1: Jeff's the oh. type of guy that would get the generic oh. ones, not even oh. have the real cereal. cereal He's they're in the giant oh. box, oh. not even a box, it's just a bag, oh, it's okay. a plastic breaking bag. Down the grains in the That's cereal. what Jeff this is, painful. is all about. This is painful. I am <laughs> ai am a purist, <laughs> I like the original, I don't like the generic brand jeff Uh uh-huh even if you save 30 cents i'm not buying it all
0: right all right yay so (laughs) let's let's move on (laughs) to (laughs) let's move on everybody to all the latest and greatest in the video game world but that was a good topic for for you to to just go off on vector excellent 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 <laughs> all right, let's talk about video game news boys uh vector you know what you you spent all that time talking about cereal i'm taking this one from you there's a new ghostbusters game coming. they had a ghostbusters
1: really? cereal did you ever have that oh my
0: god i had it was- The Ninja Turtle cereal? Yeah, yeah. I had the Super Mario Brothers cereal. Remember, it was Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt.
1: See, Jeff, it is video game related. I told you. Mm, That was before Jeff mm. was born.
0: But trust me, Jeff, it was real. And it was (laughs) not good. (laughs) (laughs) But I ate it on brand loyalty. Same with the Ninja Turtle uh, SpaghettiOs.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. All right, there's a new Ghostbusters game and its first person. It's a 4v1 battle against Spooks, <laughs> Spectres, and Ghosts, everybody. It's called Ghostbusters Spirit of Leash, and it's the next co-op romp. Ghost. Uh, dude, Booberry. Booberry, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you're getting it, Jeff. Yeah. Get into the spirit. I like it. Jeff, you're acting like a real cant Chocula right
2: now. <laughs> OK. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeff's out here going, Kooky Chris. <laughs> Got him. I know stuff. <laughs> All right. So a new Ghostbusters game from the same developer of the Friday the 13th game, which Adam Sessler worked oh, on. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know that. I've thought Red, uh, that. Predator Hunting Grounds is coming to consoles and PC later this year from devel- developer Illphonic. Hmm. So this is... Think Left 4 Dead. Think... Well, Friday the 13th, the game, because it's right there. I just said it. Think back for blood. This is your PvP game where four of you are the Ghostbusters, and four of you are Spectres, Ghouls, and Ghosts. I know one person in the Geek, So to Speak, podcast network, Schaff was jizzing his pantaloons.
1: He had ectoplasm all over his keyboard.
0: Is he, he that us- big of a fan of Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters? Again, we're just speaking. We're second-hand Uh knowledge. One of our favorite things to do is talk about people who are not on this podcast. Yes. Ghostbusters, I think, at the 2021 Geeky Awards, Uh, was his pick for Best Movie of the Year. I I would say
1: Ghostbusters is to Shoff as Metal Gear is to Jeff.
0: Yes. Okay. So what? Does this concept entice you? First of all, and did you guys get a chance to watch this trailer?
2: So I watched a trailer. I I don't know if I do. Either of you guys, do you play the Dead by Daylight game at all? Like I have played it
1: since we we played it together, Jeff. Not since that time we played. I haven't played it since.
2: I Mm -hmm. don't. I just like I think that it's one of these games. Is it's going to fall into that destiny category of where like I need more people in it than I normally play with. I'm usually playing with like one or two other people. Yeah. So I need like. A full party for this to be fun. Like I don't see myself like partying up in a random game of this and like and enjoying it that much. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, but that's not because of this. That's just because of any of these for me. Like any like Friday Thirteenth, mm-hmm. uh, What was the remember that one failed game that the Left for Dead people made that big evolve? If you remember evolve, yeah, I do. Remember uh, that that they tried to go free to play like like that like those games just never like really capture me
0: at all. What if yeah. I told you that Ernie Hudson does voice work in it, and so does Dan Aykroyd? Would that change your opinions?
2: Mm. No, because they were in the new movie. And that, yeah. we, won't well, say it. we won't say it, but you know
0: about the new movie. I know. <laughs> Come on. Come on we won't say it. It was, all right. We won't
2: it was say all right. It was all right.
0: That's know. all I'm going to say. I'm going to stick with my opinion. I said it was mm. all right. I liked it. Okay. It wasn't the second coming of Christ, but it was mm-hmm. fine.
2: You know, I want, didn't they didn't they remaster that other Ghostbusters game? That was yes. like the 360 era. I remember mm-hmm. that being decent. Yeah, like, in we, we my played mind, that one right? together too, Jeff, on mm-hmm. Xbox. So yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I so I wonder why not um, evolve from that? Why uh, why do this game type? I mean, I mean, Left 4 Dead's fun for us. I think we like Back for Blood, but I I think the failure for this game to me is gonna be the just me not caring about this game type. Like I or you know, like I think we'll play. it. I think it'd be a good game for us, but. You know, maybe that'll be the reason I play it.
0: An interesting change they made, or at least the developers said that they made. We'll see if it's actually like this when it comes out. But they said no deaths in this game. So this is a family-friendly game, meaning that if the ghosts get you, you simply get downed, and the ghosts do not die. They just get captured, That
1: is a huge plus for Shoff. This is going to be catnip. For sure.
0: (laughs) For anybody listening to our podcast and has never listened to Geek, so to speak, go ahead and check out Geek, so to speak, so you know who we're talking about. (laughs) Now, in the, I I didn't see anything in any release information, and not this particular article either. That's on Polygon, but in the trailer, it looks like it looks like Leslie Jones is a selectable character. Uh
2: Oh,
0: now, am I just? match yeah. Do you think that's the case, or is this just a character that looks like Leslie Jones? Because I it's, think it's,
1: yeah, I think it's, it's just the, the features. Yeah, look like Leslie mm. Jones. I don't yeah. think that is actually her. Because I think I they would it announce it. it. Just like with the, mm-hmm. uh, with the two from the originals, I think they would announce if she was in it.
0: See, I thought it would be really neat if you could do instead of making your own Ghostbuster, you could just mix and match. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. from the original, the yeah. new release, and the reboot, and just pick whichever characters you want and make a team. Yeah. Like, I well, think that would be pretty rad.
1: This is set... I think they're trying to stay in continuity, because this is set after the 2021 Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And the other one, that remake, uh-huh. I don't even know the name of it, but they're acting like it doesn't exist. So I don't even know if they will like, would acknowledge it in the game, because I think they're just trying to stay on the main storyline.
0: Yeah, but that's why I got excited about it. I was like, oh, look, they're giving they're giving the B team, the B squad, a chance. Mm-hmm. Here. But I guess that's not the case. It's just somebody who looks like Leslie Jones. Let's say put him. Chris
1: Hemsworth in there. That's the only part of that movie I liked. Put him <laughs> in there. Put Thor in there.
0: I don't think it was a bad movie, but maybe I'm in the minority here. But I can tell you, this, these types of games don't really appeal to me. Or I, I'm very close to Jeff. Like, if I'm going to mm-hmm. be playing them... If I've got somebody with me, like, if it's all three of us and, you know, maybe Shaw, or even if it's just us and, you know, we get some random hopping on, like, when uh, we're playing Back for Blood, like, that's fine. But this is certainly not something I would ever dive into on my own.
2: It doesn't matter how
0: much I like the property. I don't think I would do it. Like, um, the Evil Dead game is coming out later this year. I think it's the same type of game. I think. Yeah, I believe so. And I have no interest in playing that, even though it's got Bruce Campbell He's voicing it, but that's not really, if I'm not playing with somebody else, I'm not going to want to play it. So I guess that's that. There's no official release date for this new Ghostbusters game, but this is uh, expected to be coming out this year. So keep an eye out on this podcast and the Geek, So to Speak, YouTube page, because I'm sure we'll be playing this and putting it up. All right. I took the first story, Vactor. That was your penance for talking about cereal (laughs) for so long, but why don't you keep it going? What else is going on?
1: Well, there was actually a Sonic the Hedgehog serial tie-in that came out. And that leads me into our story because Sonic 2, the movie, is about to drop in theaters on April 8th. Mm -hmm. And to tie into that promotion, Microsoft is giving people a chance to win some furry controllers. Oh, my God. We've got a red Knuckles and a blue Sonic and it, you know what it looks like? And we've got a link in our show notes. It looks mm-hmm. like that red monster in Looney Tunes that Bugs mm. Bunny yeah, is always yeah. playing around with. That's what it looks like. That's, that's what funny. the controller
2: looks like to me. Yeah, that's why I yeah. added this. I was like, look how insane these look. Like, they're actually putting these
0: out. Like, like
2: what the hell?
0: No, no, no. I'll tell you what it looks like. This blue one in particular. It looks like Cookie Monster's titties. Ooh. Jeez.
2: <laughs>
1: yep, 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 blue yep, with yep, the little
0: nubs. <laughs> yep, 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 yep,
1: yep, yep. And actually, there's an Xbox Series X as well that is Sonic and Knuckles themed with a giant ring, mm-hmm. like you would get in Sonic. So you can actually retweet Xbox's tweet and follow them. And this contest is ending April 4th to get some Sonic 2 custom console and controllers. I already retweeted, guys. So obviously I'm going to win mm-hmm.
0: and
2: I'll show it on the show. They've never done a controller like so I put the link mm-hmm. in the story. I was like they've never done a controller like this, right? Like this is no, the this first, first time. First time I've seen one. This, this is, is
0: impractical. Done, right? This is a terrible <laughs> idea. This is I bad want idea. I just show
2: up. I cannot wait for these to be unboxed on YouTube by somebody. Like I want them. I want to see what this is out of the box, not this like I think red.
1: my hands would be sweating like oh, yeah. no other.
0: It's going to get matted. Yeah, it's going to stink. <laughs> it's gross. So like I would not. Yeah. yeah, no, this is not for me. But yeah, this. Yeah, Jeff, this is when you got your friend over and you say, "Pesky controller, bro. Mm-hmm. This is a... this is the controller you <laughs> hand to your friend.
2: Yeah. When Vagra comes over here, he's going to get the furry one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave him alone with it. All right. Mm-hmm. No. What else is going on? Oh, this well, is know... an interesting story.
1: I know that both Rob and Jeff are huge Fortnite fans. And by You're being gem-
0: facetious, yes?
1: I mean, not. Fortnite is welcoming another Marvel character to the universe with Chapter 3, Season 2, Resistance. There's a new story trailer. They're switching up the season. And in this season, mm-hmm. not only. Is there going to be Doctor Strange, which I'm looking forward to? But they're taking away building, which was always my least favorite part, I'm sure. Oh, and I know Rob and Jeff, because I played with both of you guys. Building is your least favorite part of the game, right?
0: Absolutely. I just think it
2: makes the game stupid. Yeah. I think it's tip. I think that's the reason I don't like the game. So
1: they're taking that out. Mm. But it's only going to last this week, March. 20th through April 3rd. Hmm. And then they're putting it back in.
2: Yeah, they would have to... I guess they have to have some kind of solution to figure out how to get around the terrain then, right? Because you have to build in well, parts. Is there... Is there uh, there's a couple different things
1: that they're doing to offset it. Number one, mm-hmm. there's going to be faster sprinting and climbing, which is yeah. supposed to make oh. for parkour-like. Is there climbing
2: in that game at all? Or is it, They're introducing that too, right?
1: I think it's just when you're at the edge of a building... You know, you can climb up, but i don't I don't use it that often uh, when I'm playing. There's gonna be blimps, the sixteen year olds, yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be blimps and tanks as well as a handful of new guns, and then a, a overshield for defense. and s- since they're taking out the building, they're gonna give you all shields, like Master chief.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fortnite, like, you know, I think there's a couple things here for never, mind, I think that does make that game a little bit more interesting because you I think. There's nothing more stupid than like a Fortnite thing where you get to the end and then it's just some guy that just knows how to build really quickly. And like you basically lose because he can trap you, um, which I think sucks. But then also like maybe it should be news if Fortnite doesn't get a licensed character right? <laughs> like they are doing this thing feels so watered down and commercialized that it's like almost painful to like get on in that game and look at it for me sometimes because it's just and don't get me wrong. I've bought skins I've done my time with that, but he said he did he, his time. You know, The no. Rock, he's in it. Okay,
0: Dwayne. Yeah, that's
2: a movie. That's a movie, though, right? He's a movie. No, it's this.
1: Right? Is, his characters from Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's the guy from Fortnite. <laughs> uh, this is not a big enough change to draw me into it. Well, in the sense that, oh my God, I gotta play Fortnite. I've never been that way, and I've. I've said that a million times already on this podcast. We're only five episodes in, and I think I've said it several times, maybe once an episode, that these Battle Royale games are not really my favorite thing to play. I don't think they're bad, necessarily, but they're just not for me. And again, it's another situation where I would never play it on my own. I I might play with you guys or Shoff, but really that's about it. But I can agree with Jeff in the the situations that I... Had been playing Fortnite, and we get down to the last two or three, where it becomes a building contest between everybody in the in the tiny little circle. Mm-hmm. To me, to me, it screams what? pussy. Yeah, and not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> not how I yell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I. For, I, before I said that, I was like, "We are an explicit podcast." I think, yeah. so we're gonna go ahead and say, "But or, or let me say, wussy, mm. wussy, yeah. uh, p- p- lame," is what it feels like to me. And I know Fortnite. That's at least that was the gimmick when it started. That's what mm-hmm. separated it. But I think it's a good change. I think they're testing the waters to see how much of a reception this gets, and I think they're gonna switch it. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna can it. Yeah. And I
2: think, I think, you know, to, to further your part, I mean, I think that is number one, like you get to the, you have this whole build up to do this thing and, you know, to get to the end of this game and then you get to it and it's just like some corn ball. Is like just building the, like a fort around, you know, obviously, you know, yeah. But I've had just as title. many
1: games where they don't build um, and we just it's just a shootout at
2: the end. That's, tr- that's it, true, too. Yeah, it's just- but that's what the I'm best. saying is, what I'm that's saying is, best. yeah, well, what I want, the, like, it's like, it's like I'm doing the thing I want to do, I'm playing the game. It'd be like if I was playing Elden Ring and then you know, I get to the boss, and they're like, all right, hey, we're gonna make you race around a racetrack for a couple laps here, and then you're like, no, 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 no. I want to do the things that I was doing to get here. Like, it, it feels like for me, it like takes away from the shooting of the game. And like, I don't know. So I'm glad they're taking it out. Um, but just, that's like one of my biggest problems with the game, period. So, I mean, I, I don't know how successful that is, though. I think that's that's very much like why kids are good at it, though, right? Like you get a little bit of a, you know, it's kind of a shield, a bigger shield, like in Halo, for example, if you could build a shield around you, you know, essentially. Yeah. So well, we'll see All these
0: sweaty players Will mm-hmm. well uh,
1: I, I definitely want to get the Doctor Strange Skin And the new movie comes out in May This is a promotion for that That's usually what they do, whatever new movie's coming out They'll put out, like in December they put out A Spider-Man skin um, And when Dune came out, they put out a Dune skin So I will Definitely be playing To get Doctor Strange
0: Hell yeah What's all this news about Overwatch?
1: Well, Jeff and I were huge Overwatch fans a couple years ago. We have fallen off uh, in the recent years, but we've been hearing about Overwatch 2 for years, and the alpha test is already underway, but the beta starts on April 26th, Mm -hmm. PC only. Um, Overwatch 1 players are going to get emails to try out Overwatch Two, Jeff, is this going to bring you back
2: to Overwatch? Um, I think you know it'll get me in there for a minute. Like, there's definitely going to be like a little bit of time where this is the hot, you know, multiplayer game, and you know, it's the the new iteration on on this. Obviously, you know, um, but I just I don't think I don't know if this is how they should have handled this game. I don't know if it needed. A sequel um you know it's a much better timing now i guess for an overwatch sequel than when they announced it which was like what a year after the first game or something like that i don't know if you look those 2016
1: like, it was... is when the first one came out
2: yeah and then they announced that number two like it what felt like not that long after like it didn't feel like the game had you know run its course yet like they were still consistently doing updates to it you know and it was supporting that game it was um,
1: announced at blizzcon in 2019
2: yeah so I guess I mean I, I guess there was a fair amount of buffer there, but I just remember feeling weird about this game getting a sequel anyway. And then Well that was the same with you know. Destiny. I was like, Why yeah. are they
1: doing a Destiny two if it's mm-hmm. just an expand you know, just keep doing seasons like Fortnite. Yeah. Um so I don't know what the impetus is for a sequel. I they never give me a specific reason. But mm. I'm excited for it. I want to get back into it. I've been wanting to play it again, just like with um, Rocket League. I've been wanting... That was a game that Jeff and I played a lot, and I've been wanting to get back into it, but just haven't had a reason. Although they did have the Batmobile from the Batman, and that caused Mm -hmm. me to actually fire it up the other day, but I want to get back to it and play it with with my boys, and maybe Overwatch 2 will be Rob's first Overwatch experience, because it's not... You know. Battle Royale, Rob. It's just mm-hmm. PvP you're just it's you on a team, and then everybody's got their specific classes. character that yeah, their classes and they have their strengths and weaknesses, and you're working together mm-hmm. to play with your boys, Rob. So just maybe try out Overwatch One when you get a
0: chance. I'll tell you what if this game ever actually comes out, <laughs> I'll give it a shot under the conditions that. You guys play with me, and Mm. that Bobby Kotick is fired from his position. Then I'll do it. Two out
1: of three ain't bad.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh boy. All right. I see a new story on our agenda. Netflix gives a peek at its upcoming Resident Evil series. I haven't, now, this, I didn't get a chance to look at this article, everybody. Because it was put on last second, but it says Netflix released a teaser for its upcoming Resident Evil live action television series. And the yeah. teaser is simply a yellow poster with a, a <laughs> pill <laughs> with like bloody spit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes you brush your teeth a little too hard and you just like, you spit mm-hmm. out your toothpaste and the little blood there. That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a vial of blood, and it says it's coming out July fourteenth. Mm. Hmm. I suppose we'll talk about this on the on the podcast, but yes. but uh, this is not hyping me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the same level of hype I was Mm-mm, before, yeah. which was next to nothing. Mm-hmm. I actually forgotten that this was ha- happening.
1: Yeah, they announced this in August of 2020, so it's been two years, probably because of COVID. But the thing that kind of got me interested was they said it was going to take place across two different timelines, one in the past and one in the future, mm-hmm. and following the same characters, jumping back and forth. And I'm a, I've i been a fan of the Resident Evil franchise. You know, they you played, what was it, 8, Rob, recently? Yes. Um... And they've, they've kind of, yeah, Village, and even 7, I think, kind of got them back into being relevant again after a while where it was like, oh, another Resident Evil. now and 5
2: and 6 like really sucked. You know? I
1: think with 7 and 8, it's like, oh, this is another hot. It's hot again. The franchise is hot again. Um, we've already seen, you know, kind of Walking Dead, the success that they had with zombies. I want to see what they do with this timeline uh it's supposed to be eight episodes the cast looks okay and we're gonna get it straight on netflix so i don't have to go to you know a theater to go see it again because Was they did the have film, by the way, it's sorry. um so lance reddick is like he's kind of like a character actor but you've seen him jeff you if you look if you google him you know his face like is he's he, been in um, a ton of stuff um, his
2: brother jj reddick
1: uh, Rob and I were talking about him earlier before the podcast started. He was in that Quantum Break game. Mm. Um, his voice is very familiar. If you've oh, this heard guy. His voice
2: yeah, I know. yes yeah,
1: he's is. like one of those character actors mm-hmm. that, you've, that you that you know about. Um, but I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this series. So we'll, I believe we will cover it on Geek, so to speak.
0: Yes, or this podcast, or both. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see you guys okay moving on speaking of video games getting a series on netflix tekken you're familiar with tekken boys tekken is getting an anime series called tekken bloodline on netflix and it's coming out this year and they put out the trailer for me let's talk about tekken and then we'll talk about the trailer tekken was one that i missed for a long time hmm. this wasn't one that was really in my it wasn't in my my frame of I mind mean. at all yeah like it just wasn't it wasn't in my headlights it wasn't in my my scope my vision it, it just wasn't until way back in the day this might have been when uh, jeff was maybe about two or three years old Mm-hmm. when a little game called um, Soul Calibur 2 was put out. They had it on the GameCube. They had it oh. on the PlayStation. And they had it on the Xbox. Is your and memory
2: of Soul Calibur not Dreamcast, the first one?
0: I n- I never had a Dreamcast, actually. Wow. So I never played it on that. I'm Well, I take that back. I went back and played it after the fact. But Soul mm-hmm. Calibur 2 was the first one that i played because we were working at vector and i were working at a uh, used video game store so i uh, eventually i was able to scoop up a dreamcast (laughs) and take it home um but i think it was the playstation version that had the one of the guys in tekken in it yes if i recall Kazuya. Mm -hmm. yeah uh bless you (laughs) come on that was a funny joke (laughs) anyway And so that was really my introductor- introduction to the character, because I didn't really know much about it. As a matter of fact, Vactor, you might have even told me about it at the time. Or Kwok, our friend who, who worked there with us. Um, and since then, I've, I've dabbled in Tekken here or there, but it's not it, it never really was my favorite fighting game, even after. But that's just me. What about you guys? You, you diving into Tekken? Does have a special place in your heart?
2: You know, it's funny you actually say Soul Calibur because I was literally going to bring it up that I I I lean more towards that. But my memories of the of the Dreamcast game and, like, doing the... Like, you know, you each person would get, like, six lives and you're just, like, trying to, you know, drain each other's life bar and it's changing the character each time. I forget what that game mode's called. That's, like, one of my favorite... I mean, it might be my favorite fighting game stuff for me ever, maybe, or one of them, at least. And, um... Yeah, Tekken. I don't really. I think Tekken's a little sweaty for me. You know, it's a little less casual. I'm not into the, uh, you know, hardcore fighting scene. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming that Tekken is much more in that line or in that scope. Would you say, Vector?
1: I was actually a huge Tekken fan when it first came out. This was during the era of like Virtua Fighter and transitioning from 2D to 3D fighters. So Tekken was like one of the OG, one of the original out there that was um, changing the way that fighting games looked and played. And I was there for it. I was into every fighting game, really, that came out. And I followed the progression of Tekken through the years. They've had nine games. There's there's, uh, some tag tournaments, and they went up to seven in 2015. Uh But actually, Rob, I messed up earlier. I was saying it was Kazuya, It was actually Heihachi that's in Soul Calibur 2. Bless
0: you. (laughs) Twice.
1: Twice. Soul Calibur and Tekken are actually related because one of the characters appears in both, uh, Yoshimitsu. He appears in Soul Calibur, and he's the ancestor of Yoshimitsu in Tekken. So they actually take place in the same universe, and they're connected in that way. But the graphics have always been like a, a thing that you measure Tekken by. Um, like you mentioned, having the different characters on the different systems as system exclusives was a novel approach. We hadn't seen that before where it was like, oh, if you want Yoda, you got to get the Xbox one. If you want Spawn, you got to get, you know, the Nintendo one or whatever it was. And having those, I wanted to play all of them. So I wanted to get it on all of the, and I think I did. I ended up getting it on every console. I, I've been a big Tekken fan over the years, and this anime looks very good to me. Um, the animation looks good. The storytelling looks good. And I want to see how they the action, you know, it's it, this is a perfect anime. Like, it transitions perfectly to this format. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about this. I want to see this.
0: <laughs> I feel like, didn't they make a Tekken movie? Yes, live past? action. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah. I sort of um, vaguely remember that.
1: I'm trying to think. It wasn't like a big it was kind of like the Dragon Ball movie. Like it was not well received. It was not people don't talk kindly about that movie.
0: Well, that probably explains why I only hardly remember it. It's yeah in the back <laughs> of my mind. So yeah, I'm not anime's not really a big thing for me. I don't have a fascination for animation like some people we know. <laughs> so and I'm not super I'm not in love with the the property it doesn't hold a special place in my heart like it might vector mm-hmm. or anybody else so this, this is probably going to be a pass for me yeah. but it doesn't mean you're not allowed to enjoy it Jeff I know you love hentai and, and anime <laughs> and all those things. so and by you, all means
1: is actually one of the best selling franchises of all time it's listed mm-hmm. as 53 million units sold uh, the fourth best fighting game um, You know, in franchise history. i It's not my favorite. Like, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, I would place above this. But it's kind of right in the middle for me. It's not my least Mm -hmm. favorite. It's not my favorite. And I'll be interested to see it. Jeff, are you going to check it out?
2: I'll I'll think I'll look at it. You know, it's funny. Tekken has, like, it's one of the better names of a Mm -hmm. video game. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Tekken is, like, very... I don't know, there's just something that feels good about saying that. And, you know, it falls in line with, I guess, like, you know, Mortal Kombat's probably, like, the best American-made fighting, you know, video game, fighter video game, you know, or I guess you could look uh- at, like, you know, the, the tournaments and stuff now. And I think I always respect Tekken for being, like, the Japanese developer that also has a fighting game that sits there with, you know, Street Fighter and, and Smash and the other games. Um, but, yeah, I don't know... I think I think I am glad that it is animation I think this lends itself better to that and it's not you know the Mortal Kombat movie we just got which was fine to me but like you know I'm not watching it again so I'm just like I said just look at that that
1: Tekken movie came out in 2009 has Mm -hmm. aged terribly and wasn't even good when it came out in 2009 And Street Fighter is the same way. It's like, these are very difficult things to transition to live action. So animation fits, anime fits it perfectly.
0: Yeah. What else is going on? Vactor?
1: Well, there is a new game engine on the rise, boys. Uh, Unreal has been, Epic's Unreal Engine has been the gold standard for game engines for years. They've just yeah. put out that Matrix demo in December, and everybody mm-hmm. was, you know, um, creaming their jeans over the power of the Unreal Engine. It's used in so
2: many things. Well, how, well, there's many, a yeah, new... how many other ones do you hear about? You know what I mean? Yeah, Not really. You You'll only hear about Unreal. You hear about Unreal. You hear about Unity. You hear about Frostbite from yes. EA. Mm-hmm. And then there's, a, there's probably a couple more. You know, whatever the engine that's running... Uh, Death Stranding and the Horizons games. Like, I don't remember what it's called, but I know that they share the, the same engine. So there's like a few things, but Unreal's really the been the big dog, by yeah. far. Well, you mentioned Unity just
1: now. This is a real-time cinematic teaser for, on the Unity engine. It's called Enemies. There's a link in our show notes. And, boys, this is the one. This is what everybody was saying about the Matrix one. I didn't get it. I didn't see it. It looked fine to me, but I wasn't like, hey, this, is, this looks real. This, enemies <clears throat> on the Unity, I thought this was real. Like if I put this, I bet you if I put this on the TV for my wife and didn't tell her, she would think this was live action. She would think this was real. The <clears throat> detail and the way that the character moves is to me uncanny. It looks like the uncanny valley. Like it looks, It goes past the uncanny valley, I should say, because <clears throat> it's not creepy to me. It looks like that's an actor to me. So, I thought and they and they kind of show the lighting effects and stuff. But I thought that this was fantastic.
0: I thought it looked really sharp. You should tell your wife when you show it to her. Don't don't mention it being a video game. Don't even hint. Just be like, "How do you think they did this shot? How do you think they put this together?" <laughs> think, like, well, looking- they probably had her in front of a blue screen. Yeah. <laughs> It's all video a, games.
2: A chess piece. Idiot. Um, I just think you know. I'm looking at the face. I just don't. I mean, I think it looks good, but to me, I'm still like, all right, this is a video game. Still, I think it looks really good though. But there is like, to me, I'm looking. I'm like, eh, this is you're a you're a video game. There's two parts
1: that really I think they just haven't perfected yet. One is the hair. That's yeah, like hair is terrible. I think this one is the The weak link in the chain is the hair. If they can mm-hmm. get the hair right, and Pixar has been talking about this for years too like it's very difficult to get hair realistic looking. If they can get the way it flows and moves correctly, then you're onto something. another big big kind of stumbling block is always the way that the mouths move, and there's been some games in the past that the mouth movement has been fantastic, and that was like, oh man, this is a big thing. What was that um True detective story, Jeff. The the crime.
0: You're thinking true true crime is what it was yeah, called. Yeah, true, true crime. It had mm-hmm. the guy
1: from Mad Men was in it. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. The, when that came out, I was like, the way that the mouth movement in that game is like, it's like nothing I'd ever seen in a video game before. That was what stood out to me. I was like, the mouth movements. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking about in this one, too. <laughs> the way that... The I was picturing
0: actor running down the street. The mouth movement. <laughs> yes. What's wrong with Yay. that guy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's something that they have to get right. If you're like, we're talking right now on video, and you're looking mm-hmm. at me and like, oh yeah, he's a real person. I think mm-hmm. the way that my mouth is moving, and the way that my hair is flowing, those are the things that set us apart. If you have everything, you know, let's say it's all 4K. Everything is the same frames per second, the frame rate. That those details are what you know our human brain picks up on and looks at. So I'm I'm excited for them to use this. This is actually Unity bought Weta, which they made all oh, yeah. they did all the special effects for Lord of the Rings and then they've mm-hmm. done a ton of movies. But they oh, bought
2: Adventures of a ton of stuff. Yeah, like they, yeah, do, they bought not just Weta. like movies, they do everything. They do major right. stuff.
1: They bought them last year for one point six billion. Hmm, wow. in cash and stock so they that's definitely paying off because that's like one of the big boys that's like up there with um lucas uh their their studio that they use it's like the big hmm. boys of, of VF, uh vf uh vfx so yeah definitely this unity check it out in our show notes i want to check out that enemy short
0: yeah it looks good it says right in the title, uh, real-time trailer, implying that this is what gameplay would look like. Right. But to me, of course, it still just reads as a trailer, right? Because you're not yeah. seeing any actual gameplay. You're just looking at a a very well-rendered character model behind a desk, eventually floating, and and getting really close up, of course. So I'd, I'd be real interested in seeing how that applies to an actual game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How if they can keep that up because there, there are games out now, like look at God of war. Fantastic. It's, it's great. It's almost the peak of modern video game art, I would say. And it's, it's, there's no cutscenes or anything like that. And this looks somehow even better than that. So I really would be very interested in seeing it up actually applied in a video game. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see Jeff, Jeff, calm down. Mm. Jeff, put the hammer down. <laughs> it's okay. The The listeners can't see the, the, the visual. He's got a hammer in his hand. Put it down. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, the Quarry was announced, and they just put out a trailer for this. Uh, super Massive Games. What what was the, the game they made before this?
1: So they did Until Dawn. Yeah, that's um, what it was. Yeah, they've, they've done a ton of those type of narrative driven games and they, they always cast like real actors. Mm-hmm. Um Little Hope, House of Ashes. It, it's like a series, Man of Maiden. Officer
2: yeah. right. Doofy's in this new game.
1: Well, yeah, this new one. Yeah. Know? He's he's yeah. gonna be in this one.
0: And Ted Raimi. I was like I was watching the trailer earlier and I stopped. Is that Ted Raimi? <laughs> one of my favorite uh B movie actors or just like that guy actors um how about the green meanie if you know what that <laughs> is then then we can be friends <laughs> also i saw ethan Suplee in the trailer yep and um that girl from modern family i forget her name though but i recognized her the the brainy daughter on modern family right i saw her in there so i know this is more of a narrative like choose your own adventure type game I don't know why I never played their previous game. It was on my list. And it was it was a game that was on my radar. And I just never got around to playing it. Part of me wants... To think Maybe I'll go back and check that game out. Because these types of games I really like. Like, it's not Telltale exactly. And it's not like Detroit Become Human exactly. But it's right. like... I'm, I'm sort of an amalgamation of these two things. And right. I really story-driven games are my favorite i was actually just having a conversation with my wife about this the other day how you know you might get hooked on a show or maybe you're really in a book series but the video game storytelling to me is just on par with movies and tv and books it's just really about what's your favorite format to consume these things and these interactive stories i really really like so and this, this is was...
1: my wife's favorite type of game. Oh yeah? Cuz I talked about the on the Telltale um, Oh yeah, episode. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She loves narrative driven games where it's all about your decision making and not necessarily about your skill with the, you know, shooting and um maneuvering. These ones have a little bit more like you said it's not specifically like Telltale where it takes a lot of the controls out of your hands and just kind of guides you. In, okay, which choice is A, B, or C? It's You're actually moving the characters around, and, and you're guiding them to the places, and then you're making the decisions. Um, this was, like I said, right up her alley. So actually, last year, I went down a little rabbit hole with the Supermassive games, and I was showing them to her, showing all these different games. And um, she didn't get into them as much as the Telltale series, but she really liked... Um, Until Dawn, which has Hayden Panettiere in it. and um, That's something that is interesting, that they get all of these pretty big-name actors to be in these ones. Um, I, I looked it up, Rob. It was the girl from Modern Family was Ariel Winter. And okay. then uh, Brenda Song has been in a ton of stuff. Um, she was in some Disney stuff and the, um, the social network. Jeff, for you... Uh Righteous Gemstones and Licorice Pizza Actor Skylar Gisondo. He's he plays um Danny McBride's son in Righteous Gemstones. Oh okay. He's been yeah. in a ton of stuff, so he's gonna be in this game. So it's it makes it interesting when you know the, the actors, because it's just like you're watching a movie or a TV show. Hey, I know that actor from something else. Um and it looks like this one is gonna be like um survival horror, narrative horror, um, very similar to Until Dawn but um just the next one and and David Arquette is the lead in the game so it comes out June 10th
0: I think I'm almost positive I've even bought Until Dawn and I just never played it I'm at the check wow. my I feel like somebody
2: library. I know is playing that factor I feel like somebody we know is like going through that maybe somebody else maybe somebody it I know familiar, it sounds familiar actually but I feel like somebody is playing that game yeah. um but um yeah, oh, Robbie Malik team.
1: is in that game too. I forgot. Yeah. Until oh, yeah. Dawn came until out in twenty fifteen. Oh, so this okay. is
2: like seven years ago. Mm, yeah. yeah. See, so, yeah, it's been a minute since that thing's been out. Uh, and I remember just moments from that game. Uh the games also don't interest me very much, I'll be honest. Um, but I mean this looks okay. You know, I think it'd yeah. be worth I'm sure you'll see uh you know, much like Until Dawn, for me it lived on YouTube and like mm-hmm. Twitch clips, you know what I mean? Yeah, Well that actually
1: these type of games lead themselves very well to like let's plays and, and watching them on YouTube because it's like a little movie versus you know you don't have to take out as much gameplay elements of it, especially like with Telltale games too. But I will be playing The Quarry when it comes out in June.
0: Dude, I might go back and play until dawn now. Let's, I'm gonna make a let's play. Let's make a Ooh, play. I want to see that. Uh, Real quick before we move on to the final story, there was one more story that was. Uh, announced this week—that's not on the agenda—but I wanted to just touch on it briefly. It's a CD Project Red announcing a new Witcher.
1: You know okay. what? I was trying to add that to our show notes when it first, when the news first dropped, but their website was not working, so I couldn't find a link to oh, it. You mean Ooh.
0: something they made isn't working? That's nuts. <laughs> not...
1: <laughs> and I just never went back and added it to the show notes. So yeah, I'm glad you um, brought it up.
0: So. Their last game, Cyberpunk. I I think I branded it as one of my biggest disappointments of the year when it came out. But you you played it from top to bottom, right, Victor?
1: Yes. Um, Jeff also had some troubles, but I had a relatively uh, trouble free experience with it. I played it on PC, and there was a couple. You know, the the heads would jump up. There was a couple funny bugs where it looked kind of weird, but I was able to play it from start to finish, and I didn't play any of the side quests, so I just stuck to the main path, as uh-huh. I like to do, as I talked about before, in sandbox games. I like to open world games. I like to have a specific narrative. I like to have a specific uh-huh. line through the game. So Cyberpunk, I had a, actually a really good time, um, enjoyed Keanu in all his glory. Mm-hmm. Did you, you know,
0: play... Oh, no. Uh, Jeff, You so you played it too? Yeah, well, I think I...
2: My last memories of that game are me being in a glitched mission that I could not get past. So that's what happened to me with that game, if I recall. And you played on PC also. Yeah, I was playing on PC. Yeah, it's in my Steam library. It's, yeah, it's one of my. I probably, I really regret paying $60 for that game, but yeah, you know. I do think uh, The Witcher. They just put
1: out another patch.
2: Um, Yeah, and I think it's supposedly, you know, at the point that it needs to be. um, But The Witcher to me. I just think it's a better series, obviously. I I'm mean, I'm more interested in Geralt and you know, whatever comes whatever whatever comes next. But um you know, I did think it was funny it was a, a new saga begins is like the tagline on the uh the marketing. So I think it's interesting that, you know, it is that maybe that's implying that they're doing somewhat of a reboot of that storyline, right? Are they, you know? Bringing around some new characters, maybe introducing somebody into this thing to to carry on a you know a next you know or the next main storyline essentially, right?
1: Yeah, and they actually announced that they're moving from the Red Engine to Unreal Engine Five, mm. and then it's also supposed to be a strategic partnership with Epic Games. Um, but I have always looked at the Witcher series from the outside. I've never been inside of them and saying, kind of like, I I think, Rob, with your Tekken experience, kind of like that, where it was like, I've always known about the Witcher franchise. I've always heard people talk about it, but I've never gotten into it. I've never actually played them from start to finish. Um, But anytime there's a new one, you know, there's a Netflix show about it. It's pretty big in pop culture. I'm interested in it, but it's not something that, specifically grabs me like that genre is not something that's my favorite but i'll be interested to see what this new one is
0: i i must have tried to get into the witcher 3 wild hunt at least three or four times and i just couldn't something about Mm. the game it just couldn't grab me i it i even bought it on switch like an idiot looks it's, terrible it's runs verified, terrible.
1: it's verified on steam deck now rob
0: oh boy <laughs> well maybe if i ever get that dang steam email <laughs> saying who's ready to buy <laughs> maybe i'll try it but i don't know man like i wanted to get into that game so much because these types of games are my favorite but something about it i couldn't get hooked into it despite trying it several times but i am interested in seeing how this new one comes out and it's probably not going to be out for a while cuz if you recall last time CD Projekt Red announced a game which was Cyberpunk it was like 12 years or something to that effect <laughs> before mm-hmm. that game actually came out so i'm not i'm not holding my breath for playing uh, a new witcher game anytime soon
1: yeah,
0: yeah. okay the last story factor take it away
1: yeah this one is going to be what our uh, our main topic this week is at the State of Play, which we just talked about, uh, Sony's State of Play, they had a, a complete press conference for Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a 15-minute uh, gameplay, and they talk about it a little bit, uh, gameplay reveal, as they call it, mm-hmm. from Warner Brothers Games, of a brand-new hogwarts scheme that puts you inside hogwarts and lets you be a little wizard um so this was very big news like i said they devoted an entire state of play to it and we had talked about our i think we did our harry potter experiences each one of us um yeah
0: i think so we're pop not the play.
1: biggest Harry Potter fans. Let's put it if you didn't hear that episode, we're not the biggest Harry Potter fans here. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's something that's pop- popular part of popular culture, and so I think just to be included in and see hey what's what's everybody talking about these wizards? What's going on here mm-hmm. um we've we want we want to play this new Hogwarts game because it's something that. Everyone is gonna be talking about and I think the footage looks pretty good.
2: You know, I I would, I'm gonna be so a couple of things. Um I hate when they when, when this stuff happens where they call this like a gameplay reveal. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely elements of it here, like you can tell that this is like hopefully what some of these you know what some parts of this game look like. I just wish like give me everything. Give me the HUD, like show me what I'm gonna be doing. Like this is clearly still not quite what i'm looking for you know like they have all the hud elements kind of removed except for like a little bit of things here and there and i mean maybe that that maybe that's how the game plays but i highly doubt it you know the screen is pretty bare in terms of any menus or any kind of indications of anything mm-hmm. um so i just don't like it when they call it gameplay because to me this isn't quite there like this is not what you're gonna see when you play this game and that's every that's always what i want to see is what you've done uh menu wise and everything um that being said you know i do think this looks you know pretty cool i mean i have listened to like four and a half of the books on audiobook you know like i have at least you know and like obviously seen the movies and I think there's definitely like some callbacks to stuff in here, you know, of, of the books and of the Harry Potter li- like storyline. Um as you would expect, but uh you know, I think the combat looks pretty quick to me in some of the the clips, you know, it doesn't look too slow. Um and you know, especially in a world now where I'm I'm playing Elden Ring, you know, like comp- now I now that is like my baseline comparison for how you know, a game you know, wants me to play, or you know, or how the game presents itself to me. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm hoping it they lean towards in, into the, you know, exploration exploration, I should say, of of Hogwarts. You know, I think that would be uh, a much welcome change for me if they uh, if they kind of continue that. I don't want them to uh, to get too you know, too simplistic, too basic with it.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be an immersive open-world action role-playing game set in the 1800s Wizarding World. And you're going to be able to choose. There's a whole, looks like a nice create a character customization. It's going to be on all the platforms, and it's coming out later
2: this year, Holiday 2022. Did you guys play Bully at all back in the yes. day when that came mm-hmm. out? Yes. I remember like not really liking that game like that much. What about you, Rob?
0: Yeah, it wasn't my favorite.
2: Yeah, I don't think I, I didn't I, care you, about like finished th- it. Yeah, I didn't care about like the grades and the classes and, you know, doing the little like some of those side things to me are boring and it looks like they're doing that in this. And I'm like, you know, the last thing I really want to do is get into this game and then go like swivel the, the right stick around like to make a potion, you know, like in a class <laughs> in a cut scene and do like, you know, uh what's it called? You know, when you have to mash a button quick time event, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, the
0: last thing you need, Jeff, is yeah. headaches. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what, you know, that's what this is, Rob. I don't know. I, I, do, I do think it looks pretty great, right? And like I was saying last week, I'm I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner. I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, having like, like I played the one on the GameCube back in the day. I'm just, I'm kind of shocked they haven't d- kept, you know, doing this or haven't, you know, done this already. Um, it looks really cool, you know, if this is, you know, in engine on, you know, in console or in, you know, a normal PC uh, uh, gameplay, you know. Yeah.
0: I'm interested yeah. in seeing how sorry to me to talk over you, Vector. I'm interested in seeing how compelling this game can actually be. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just run around with your, your wand going, could do it, and everything you see it's also getting sorted it's also doing the classes it's also relationship building it's also just exploring hogwarts so how much actual combat is in the game short mm-hmm. of these these one-on-one wizarding duels that you might be doing uh, that they showed in the trailer to me yeah. it 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 almost seems like the combat is is taking a back seat to everything else And if that's the case, they're really gonna have to come up with a compelling game. I think the 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 open world and the exploration can only last so much or cover Mm -hmm. for so much, and so maybe maybe people who are diehard uh, potheads Mm. will (laughs) will get a little more excited over it. But since I I'm just sort of a, I'm a Harry Potter fan in the loosest, loosest terms possible. I'll try it. The game, the graphics look great. I like the open world idea, but I'm just, part of me is worried that this is not going to be a, a very interesting game if you're not, if you're not doing a whole lot, but going to school. That's but just me. Both,
2: I say, you've both been on amusement park rides of Harry Potter's, huh?
0: See, but that's different. And let me tell you why that's different. It's because the the way those lands the way those lands present themselves it's it's not it's not demanding anything from you in terms of knowledge or mm-hmm. fandom or there's no like Harry Potter gatekeeping or anything like that. It's just like hey yeah, you're in the wizarding world now and check it out. Here's Diagon Alley. You can walk around in there or why don't you go into Gringotts and go on that roller coaster. All right, get yourself a butterbeer. Take it <laughs> easy. But this, you're you're writing theme park rides, so it, it's like apples and oranges to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I did think like you know obviously they showed the character creation, which I think to me is like you know maybe one of the more like because you know, everybody's gonna want to be able to create their own and like run around as their own character in this game. Yeah. So, you know, sure. I think I do think that's interesting that they were you know they were like hey let's just make this hairy. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean let's just uh, let's just tell this shit. Let's just do yeah. this. Actually, uh, <laughs> I, I did think it was a good step to. I wonder
1: because this connection. is set in the 1800s and I think it's supposed to be before Harry Potter. And they've got that. Oh uh, yeah. got that movie coming out now with, um, what's his name? Um, I was going to say Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, it's set before Harry Potter. It's set before that time period. Dumbledore wonder, is
2: like wizarding wonder with blah, 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 whatever. I think yeah. it's the
0: fantastic beast series. Yes. Fantastic. Beast.
1: Yeah. Um, my wife just told me last night that Daniel Craig, or uh, Daniel Craig, yeah, Bond is in it, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Daniel Radcliffe said that he doesn't want anything to do with Harry Potter anymore. And yeah. I wonder if in the game that was part of the decision was like, well, we can't get him to come back, so just put it before, make it a prequel mm-hmm. and we'll play around. But it seems like that's what they're trying to do in the movies with Fantastic Beast. Um, I think J.K. Rowling had written another book. They're trying to explore this other section of it outside of this other time these other time periods either before or after harry potter star wars has kind of like the same situation where it's like all right here's luke skywalker the main movies were about luke skywalker all right these ones are out after luke skywalker all right um, next we're gonna go before luke skywalker we're gonna do the prequels we're gonna do you know we're gonna go around them that's the same thing i think with harry potter and most people are like well i want harry potter i want to go back to that the character that i like I don't care about these other ones, and that kind of loses me a little bit, too. When I was watching some of the gameplay, I'm like, well, I don't know any of these guys. Maybe if I make myself, I'll care about it, but where's the guys that I knew from the movie? And I'm not a big fan of the movies, but I can only imagine for somebody who's, like, really into Harry Potter. Hey, where's that guy that I like? Where's that, that plant mm-hmm. that runs around
2: that I like? Where's that platypus with the hat.
0: myrtle i went into the bathroom yeah i didn't see her anywhere
2: yeah yeah and i think that speaks to the like that is that franchise in general to me you know for comparing it to that is kind of the lack of creativity in it um in terms of like you know you think of star wars you think of the all the offshoots they've had and like you know especially now with these shows i mean you know you know they, there's you know they're they're expanding on that like universe that they created. So it's like you can have like the Mandalorian. You know you can do things like that. I, I just you just don't see that with that franchise. You just see them. You know it's Harry it's the Harry movies, and they went to Dumbledore right. And there's not like a lot of. To me, other compelling stuff, or they don't do enough with it, or they don't attempt to do enough with it. Um, which is what makes that franchise weaker to me, because I'm just not as compelled by other stuff happening or, you know, different races or, you know, different stuff happening in in terms of the side story. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think that's necessarily the problem. I think the world that they started out with, there's a lot of places they can go as far as like different creatures, different um, magic, a whole bunch of stuff. The problem I found was like just the stories that they've told so far haven't been that interesting to me, and the, and I saw the last two Fantastic Beast movies. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in those movies. I fell asleep in both of them. I don't think I'm going to be seeing the third one. So, I I think the world building is good, but the stories that they've told have just not been very interesting. Even when I've gone back and and rewatched the Harry Potter movies themselves, they're just not what happens in the movies, like the plots are not that interesting to me. I like the world that they build. And that's kind of what leads into that Harry Potter theme park. Oh, you get to be in that world. That's kind of cool. You get to go to, like you said, Diagon Alley, you get to have butter beer, buy a wand and, and flick it around, whatever. That stuff is kind of interesting, but I want to see what stories that they tell going forward. I think one of the advantages that Star Wars has Jeff, number one, you can go to other planets. So it's just bigger in that sense. Mm -hmm. Number two, they've had 60 years, you know, 50 years, whatever it is, versus Harry Potter has about 20 years under his belt. So they've had a little bit longer to tell the stories, but it still seems like it's going strong as far as fandom. I don't, it doesn't seem like people are getting less interested in Harry Potter. So I wonder what's going to be going forward, maybe in this in this game in Hogwarts Legacy, we can get some interesting stories being told where we'll actually want to go back to Hogwarts. You know, we want to go inside of this world and play around in it.
0: Yeah. I don't think the hype level ever died down in the UK for Harry Potter. Yeah, They're all right. still talking like him over there. They're all still <laughs> putting impression. <laughs> on him. <laughs> How long has this movie been out? <laughs> so, there you you go. know what's
1: crazy really To me, I think my favorite part of Harry Potter, and they have it in the trailer here, is the John Williams song that he came up with. Like the score for Harry Potter, still like that's the thing that gets me excited. Like I'll hear that music and be like, "Hey, wait a minute! Oh, I forgot. I don't really like that Harry Potter." But Mm -hmm. if I'm hearing the music, I'm like, "Oh, I'm getting excited for this." And then I think about it and like, "Oh yeah, I'm not really that." You just
0: remember being in Diagon Alley. Well, that too. (laughs) That's all.
1: Rob and I went on that ride together. Yep. for the first time, and it was very fun.
0: Yep the 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 ninety minute wait was almost just as fun. Almost, almost. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to play it because I play just about everything that comes out. I'm not. I don't. I don't uh, discriminate when it comes to video games. But I'm just. I'm cautiously optimistic about this, or optimistically cautious. One of those two. Okay, so I think that about does it, boys, for this week in video game news. Now, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, usually at this point in the podcast, we would go into our featured discussion about what it is we're playing this week, but since we're changing up the recording schedule a little bit, we didn't have as much time to dive into Tunic as we would have liked, so we're actually going to discuss that in detail next week. But I do see some games on the games we're going to discuss a list for Vactor. Shredders, the uh, the untold story of Orokusaki. I knew he was going to do it. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was worth it. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with this game.
1: Yes. So both of these games that I'm going to talk about real quick are on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you can try these out. Mm-hmm. Shredders is a snowboarding game that I think Jeff W. will enjoy because being a skate fan... Uh, Jeff, are you a SSX Tricky fan?
2: I'm a Cool Boarders man myself. Oh, okay, You know. Okay. But, you know we, can, well, we can play around with the game, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, this one is um, just... It's interesting because of the... They're trying to tell this story inside um as you're going down the mountain and, and learning through the tutorial. I tried it out. I played my 15 minutes and I uninstalled it. Um wow. I think this is more Jeff's jam mm. than mine. Mm.
2: So oh that so it's was, a good game. Okay, cool. Nah nah nah.
1: It's a uh, fruity pebbles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jeff and you're the lucky charms. Sure. So I I think the one that really made an impact on me and the one that I that I always know for Game Pass games, if I keep it, if I don't uninstall it after playing fifteen minutes, then it's something special. Young Souls is kind of like a Scott Pilgrim. Um, what's it called? Streets of Rage, Jeff, 2D Brawler, mm-hmm. um, but it's also got like RPG elements to it. It's a cartoonish style, the art style. Mm -hmm. And you're these two siblings that you can switch back and forth between as it it goes through. And I really enjoyed what I played of it. I didn't play too much of it. But I wanted to mention it. On the show, if you guys get a chance, Young Souls is very good. And and we should actually try to play the multiplayer in it as well. Mm.
0: The art style looks really neat. I'm watching the trailer. Yeah. Right I very
1: very much enjoyed it.
0: It's yeah, it's very frantic looking, but I like the colors, like the color schemes that they're using. Yes, it's this looks like it would probably be up my alley again if I ever get a Steam Deck.
1: <laughs>
0: maybe I'll check it out uh, this week. I mainly was playing Tunic. That's pretty much where I sunk all my time this week. And again, I'm going to save my thoughts for Tunic for next week. But I have also been playing Elden Ring surprise surprise <laughs> um
1: more let's plays
0: I have not been recording any let's plays for Elden Ring cuz I still I have like 3 more that are ready to go and then once those are done then I'll just say okay now hey I've took some time to level up you don't need to watch me you know farming for runes just basically <laughs> farming for runes now let's now let's go on some real adventures here but I wanted to this real interesting thing well to me anyways and I'm really curious if Jeff gets this way, or you, vector about maybe other games outside of Elden Ring. So we're we're at this point where we've got, for example, Tunic, which I just mentioned. Horizons out. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo tokyo's coming out next week. Elden Ring. So all these heavy hitting games on top of all these little baby games that we're playing in between. And for myself, you know, I've only got so much time to play video games. I'm a dad. I work full time around my own business. Yada yada yada. So the time that I do have to play video games is very precious, right? Mm -hmm. But I also want to be able to try as much as I can, and I want to speak eloquently about video games on this podcast. So of course, I spent all week playing Tunic, despite how much I love Elden Ring. But I went back to Elden Ring, and I had this fear in my mind that, man, I've spent a little bit of time away from Elden Ring, Am I gonna still like it as much as I did? You know, you know how that you get that feeling you move on to a game and you're just like, yeah, it was good, but I'll get I'll mm-hmm. get back to it when I get back to it. Yeah. And I hop back into Elden Ring Man and it's even better <laughs> than yeah. when I was played before. Every time I play that game, I like love it even more. Oh yeah. And it's just little stuff. Like I'm not there. I'm not following any sort of main campaign. I'm just like, oh, you know there are secret walls in this? Like that just got discovered where you hit particular walls 50 times or more and a wall breaks. And I've run into situations where they're like, yeah, there's a a secret door here somewhere and there's none. So I go, man, Mm -hmm. I got to go back and do that. I know there's areas to farm for runes. Um, I'm running into like side characters asking me to do stuff. And and I'm just still in that little area where you start. And it's to a point where I'll play it for, like, an hour or, like, an hour and a half, and I'm, like, going to bed thinking about it, man. I'm dreaming about Elden Ring. And even though I don't have much to to report in terms of new things that I've tried in that game, I can tell you, that game gets better and better. Like, I just got to the round table. All of a sudden, now I can buy incantations and Mm. start leveling up how to use those and things like that. Like, I'm just, I'm getting... The hype train is not dying Yeah, for me. I don't
2: hey, I know. That game is a whole lot of game, you know, and yeah. it's, yeah. And usually, like you said, I would fall out of rhythm. I would get, you know, that's where I would drop off of a game. Mm-hmm. And um, that's going to be probably what Dying Light is for me, you know, to be honest, of this of this little time period. It's it's the game that I'm not going to be able to get back to because um, I would just rather play Elden Ring. It's just a much better game for me personally. Yeah.
0: But I am looking forward to Ghostwire Tokyo, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. in an upcoming episode. And Kirby's coming out, I think, next week? Yes. Oh, oh. Shoot, man. We're going to have some games to talk about. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything on your on your playlist? You were out of town this week, Jeff. So if you don't have yeah. much to, to report on video games, we're going to forgive you this
2: time. Yeah. Yeah, not too much. Only gambling was the kind of games I was playing um, and uh, video slots and uh, things in Vegas. But... Um, yeah, you know, Tunic is on my list. That is the next thing that I'm going to sink my teeth into. Um, and I want to, um, I want to try to get into Sifu a little more. I actually, uh, watched a buddy beat the end of that game, uh, on Discord, uh, within the last week or so, and, uh, I'm, uh, I really want to uh, give that game an honest shot, give it a solid, you know, several hours of gameplay before I, uh before I move on from that. So those are the things I got coming up.
0: All right. Well, a lot to look forward to on future episodes of the sandbox gamers. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. Tell your friends, share the podcast. We love video games. You do too. And every little bit helps. Uh, The sandbox gamers. If you didn't already know is part of the geek, so to speak podcast network, where we have our, our, uh, our head, Mothership Podcast, the geek, so to speak, podcast where we're talking all things geek every week. Movies, TV shows, trailers, geek news, collectibles, and everything in between. And that's hosted by myself, Vector, and shaf You have the Holdo Maneuver, which is all things Star Trek, hosted by Mark Vibbert. And Vector, you have Technological All Things Star Trek. And you guys are on, um we'll circle back to Holdo Maneuver for a second. So, you guys, what was the last thing you just talked about on the Holdo Maneuver?
1: The new Obi Wan trailer that dropped.
0: Okay, so if you want to get all the all the updates on the Obi Wan trailer, that's what you want to check out. Trechnological, you guys are following all the latest Star Trek news and you're talking about Picard Season 2, correct? Correct. Excellent. And of course you have the Sandbox Gamers, and last but not least, Vactor Loves Comics. Now you have to forgive me, Vactor. I haven't had a chance to listen to any of your Vactor Loves Comics, but are those are those short form podcasts?
1: Yes. And it's okay. Basically, the idea is whatever I'm reading that week. Last week, I talked about DMZ because we we talked about the actual show on Geek, so to speak. So I was reading the comic to get ready for that. This week, I'm going to be talking um, Moon Knight because we're getting ready for Moon Knight next week.
0: Factors in more Geek, so to speak, network podcasts than Shaff or myself combined. Uh, We might have to change it to the Vactor Podcast (laughs) Uh, Network. If you want to follow us as individuals, by all means, we allow it. You can follow Vactor on social media pretty much everywhere under the handle Vactor, at V-A-C-T-O-R. You can follow Jeff W. on Twitter, at Jeff W-J-E-F-F-W. He is also on Instagram, but not really. Mm. But he is. But if you want to follow him there, by all means. (laughs) But I think Twitter is the way to go. Jeff fw and you can also find myself wonder rob at wonder rob w-o-n-d-e-r-r-o-b pretty much everywhere when it comes to social media again we'll be back at you next week with all the latest video game news we're going to be talking tunic and all the other games we played thanks for joining us gg everybody
1: gg don't poop in the sandbox